live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. I'm fine. Hello and welcome back to the Death and Betrayal podcast, a Horace Heresy 30K podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Alex, and with me is our other host, Craig. How's it Say going, guys? Craig. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Ah, uh, not bad. The weather is shit here right now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's lots gives lots of time for hobbying, right? Yeah, I got some hobbying done. <laughs> I did get some hobbying done. That was definitely an advantage to the poor weather, but, you know, summer yeah. months are limited here, so. Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, I haven't been out on my motorcycle at least a week. <sighs> that's um, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. But uh, before we kind of get into it, what we've been doing and what we've been keeping busy mm-hmm. on uh, i just want to remind everybody about uh our contest to help us get to uh, 200 followers um uh, just remember to uh, head over to instagram there's a post there announcing the contest and uh, uh sh- showing you off the print that you can win along with the um the uh mark three marines yep and just make sure that you uh, like the post um follow us on instagram and tag a friend and uh, if you could as well, just uh, give us a note on something that you'd like to hear on the podcast, whether it's a list or a theme or something you'd like us to workshop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you'd like to get a, a little extra entry into that, head over to our YouTube channel and uh, follow us on there. If your, yeah. um, if your YouTube handle is different from your Instagram handle, just send us a quick DM and yeah. let us know what, what, your, what your YouTube handle is. And yeah. uh, we've confirmed that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, so yeah, help us get to 200 followers. Uh, I mean, the print is gorgeous. It's a beautiful print of Conrad Curse. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty slick. I wouldn't mind it having is. it myself, to be honest. <laughs> it is it is slick, but I mean, I think one of our uh, followers will definitely enjoy it, along with those Mark III Marines. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I mean, a Mark III Marine is a, it's a staple in, in the Legion. Yes. Right. We were we were talking last time about uh, how tactical marines are are the backbone, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 the more I think about it, I, you know, you, you made a comment that uh, they're not really tax marines, but a lot of people like to see them that way. But yeah, the more I think about it, my tactical marines have won me games over and over because um, they they largely get ignored on the table. I think, and then you use them to just grab objectives. Yeah. Um, no. I, I I think a few of my games have definitely won won by tactical marines uh after thinking about it i feel like just doing the bare minimum of 10 isn't taking full advantage so larger squads might be better i think if you're on foot if you're on foot you definitely need a larger squad but if you want to take 10 you got to put them in a rhino well yeah for Uh, sure i'm a big fan of multi multis on the top of my rhino Uh, it gives them a little bit of utility but for me also i mean i'm infiltrating them so now you've got you've got a paper box with a, a fire cannon <laughs> on top. Of it. Well, I mean, what is that? Was fifty points? Thirty five uh, for the rhino, and then how much for the? Thirty five, fifteen, yeah. So the minor fifty five points per rhino because I put a dozer blade on them as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's five points. I think you need a dozer blade, uh, just regardless of what vehicle you're driving around. Just uh, for that reroll for the uh, failed. Uh, They'll move through yeah, better. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, trust me, I've, even, been, even I've with that, I've had, I've had a, <laughs> I've had a my Land Raider Proteus crap out on me, um, and actually die at a very critical moment versus uh, <laughs> Dan's Iron Hand tank army. Um, uh, it was very much the linchpin. Like 
I might be able to pull this one off. The first time I played it, he just wiped me off the board. Yeah. And uh, and I, actually, ironically, it was the same mission because it was uh, it was the the final mission for LVO 2019, and mm. uh, he, he and I were playing a warm up of it, and I was mm. like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> He just blasted me off the table. So um, just by chance, I ended up against him in the very last round of LVO 2019 mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> took those learnings and tried to uh, just distract him with my big my big pack of assault marines. Yeah. Um, blew up a couple of predators, just crack grenades. Uh, yeah. But that, that Proteus needed to get in the back line, and it was just turning the corner to do so. <laughs> and uh even with the re-roll i rolled a one a second time in a row and only had mm. one whole point left oh um, yeah i know and, and and it would have had a like a direct line to the back of his uh his bane blade which i think only had like one whole point left so i was like it's toast like i can i can kill this thing oh, um geez. and then and he had everything packed around it so it just would have been a house of cards at that point oh, uh he didn't wipe me off the table though so i'm happy about that but he did he blew up my uh my two quad mortars and i just had the the crew running around like grenading <laughs> things um it was really uh sure. it was a good game <laughs> yeah. yeah so what have you been working on with this horrible weather we've been having yeah uh shit well i mean with i haven't been able to paint all week um <laughs> <laughs> we have been, been, I, <laughs> we've had yeah. a few messages about this between me and yeah. you um i can't seem to replicate whatever i did on that alpha legion test model mm-hmm. um i've painted my my first assault squad twice now and it's it's i can get kind of close but it's just not the same um mm-hmm. i got one thing left to try and then i might just abandon it and fall in line with the rest of the uh, the alpha legionnaires and mm. <laughs> just play it just paint the metallic just so i can get it done at this yeah. point now I'm, just, I'm upset because they've been on my table for like two weeks <laughs> yeah and you, i haven't, you, haven't been able to paint them you sent me a very funny message you're like i'm done with painting this week and i was like yeah oh, well, oh that didn't go over well <laughs> well because in in addition to that um like to try to take a break from from those Marines to get my head back in the right space. I tried to paint uh, an alpha Lage, or a blood angel test piece. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Cause we, I got so jacked up on that, uh, that, that predator. Um, oh, yeah, the, the, pred- the armored breakthrough list yeah, for yeah. the blood angels that I was like, I can do this. I have almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I, I went and tried to do that and uh, even, even workshopped it a little bit with miles over at little legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just, I, I just couldn't get the color right. Um, and then I, I, I was also trying to do a Space Wolf test piece because I've got those Varagir to, to paint up. And yeah. same thing. Actually, it, it doesn't look too bad. Um, mm. I think I've got one thing left to kind of like brighten it up a little bit. But it does look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't look like the way that I wanted it to. So I just got frustrated. And, and I just put down the put the airbrush up on the on its little hook and, and just started <laughs> building all week. So I built those other five Varagir, uh, mm-hmm. converted the weapons up. Yep. Uh, so now all, all they need is the green stuff. Switched mm-hmm. the hands on one guy, which was, uh, took a little bit of, took a little bit of time, a little bit of work, but, mm-hmm. um, the original, uh, Space Wolf Terminator kit has okay. the combi bolter in the left hand instead of the right hand. 
or oh. I guess it's a storm bolter. Yeah. Uh, and then the axe is in the right hand. So um, I took the top off of the axe so mm-hmm. that I could change the, the axe being used, um, yeah. the axe head, and move that over to one of the other ones. And then uh, just cut the hand out of the combi bolter and put my kitbashed combi melta on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're ready for green stuff. I'll, I'll get the green stuff done this week. And then yeah. actually I've built three Thalax this week, or not Thalax, Castalax this weekend as well. Yes. Um, With a Siege Fist? Only one's, got, only one's got the Siege Wrecker. Mm-hmm. Siege Wrecker. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, actually a local guy here, Brady, was, mm. uh, was finally able to help me out. I've been searching for um, the Centurion drill bit forever because mm. I... I I was like, that looks like it's the perfect size, and and it really is. Um, you, if if anyone wants to do it, you just have to build the snippy fist as per normal, mm-hmm. uh, and then just cut the hand portion off. Yeah. Um, you'll you can uh, you can trim the the bolter down to make it kind of look like it's a bit of a piston. Mm-hmm. Um, like clip the clip the the clip off and take the barrel off of it. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to shave out the inside a little bit, and it just uh, it'll fit perfectly inside of there. So it looks like it's got some extra hydraulics. It looks like it's got the ability to kind of turn and grind, uh, and it it came out looking uh, great. It, so it did it did look good, and I mean the the pose that you have it in is very aggressive looking. Yeah. So this 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 is uh, I call him Siege Bot. Uh, <laughs> because of the siege tracker and, and my plan in, in my sort of future Caleb Decima Invictus lists is to have them in an Arvis lighter. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to get one of those new Da Vinci looking flyers from GW. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have a feeling it's probably about the size of an Arvis lighter, but it's kind of got those like pigeon legs on the back. So I might be able to rig it up to look like it would just kind of clamp onto them. Yeah, yeah, and just carry them. So I've got this this mental image of just this Da Vinci flyer kind of swooping down low, mm-hmm. and then disengaging the mag clamps and just mm-hmm. dropping siege bot into the back line. Because mm-hmm. Paragon of Metal means that you don't need a Cortex controller to yeah. to operate them. And so he's got a multi melta, um, and then the siege wrecker in the other hand. Uh, so he's just there to tear down big vehicles and uh, knights and. Mm-hmm. any walls that get in his way and just become a problem in the back line uh, to kind of distract from the rest of my irradiated force that kind of marches up. You know, and with, with their high toughness and like, they're so hard to kill. They're so annoying. You have to really focus a lot of firepower into them to get them down. And so having one in your back lines and your enemy's back lines, it's not going to be fun for your enemy. Yeah, not not at all. I know I know your Castle X Arcade had messed me up a few times in the Thousand Suns, but mm-hmm. um after I built the uh the Space Wolves um or the Varigir Terminators there, mm-hmm. I just got in a little bit on uh I, I don't know if anyone's seen it from uh Miles, but I, I know that Miles and a couple guys in his group um started a, a return to Istvan campaign. Yeah. Uh, hashtag return to Istvan. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that there's a couple other podcasters. I think I saw someone from Phosphex party, and maybe he was part of the original group um, yeah. that's doing that. But uh, I know you and I had tried to do an Istvan campaign way back when. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you were you were playing Loyalist Sons of Horus. You had Logan, and and I had um, I had some traitors, emperors, children that that were hunting you down. And I just couldn't bring myself to finish painting them. But <laughs> yeah. um, so. 
but I, I love Istvan 3 and uh, I, I, you know, I've got that Decima Invictus uh, conversion done up. So mm -hmm. it got me pretty jacked up. It got me back on the back inspired on the Mechanicum train mm. um, to actually get some work done on that. So I, I think that's a nice, I mean, I don't see a lot of people doing Mechanicum for Istvan 3. Because no. it's really just Caleb Decima who gets shot down on, um, in orbit, crashes, mm -hmm. and gets grumpy old man style, and then just starts calling <laughs> uh, traders down on the surface. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we we built a sweet century enlist. Uh, unfortunately, I can't have my siege bot running around on his own in that. But um, if anyone wants to check that out and and, and join in on the fun in their own local area yeah. uh, i'd encourage you to head over to littlelegendstudio.com and head over to his blog and, and check it out uh it uses the mournful centurion rule set and yeah. it's it's very much what we were talking about on the last episode it's how you and i like to play it's it's theme first it's theme mm -hmm. over everything and then it's it's uh it's playing through this this future fake history yeah future <laughs> fake hashtag future fake history yeah what? hashtag you know future fake history <laughs> And you know the thing is like so they they do have a they are on Instagram uh again hashtag return to Istavan and it's spelled I S S T V A N instead of I S T V A A N. Yeah, that, whole... see, that's a little confusing. Um, but it's not confusing because of them. It's confusing because I've seen both of those spellings in the black books, and I've seen Same both here. of those spellings inside the black library books. So I. I I think it's just one of those things that got overlooked, and now it's just acceptable spelling on both. Yeah, both of them are acceptable. It's a good thing so. that you clarified, though. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I mean, that... How about you? Well, when, that, when, I, when I saw that come up, um, because I am a Patreon uh, follower for uh, Little Legends there, um, and I was just kind of like, okay, I, this works out really well for me. I'm starting a World Eaters army. And yeah. yeah, a lot of the ideas for my world leaders were based around uh, Betrayer to a degree. I was like, well, you know, it's not going to take me much to just build up a 1500 point Centurion list because that was originally what I was going to be doing. And keeping with the theme, I did have to change my list a little bit. Uh, I got rid of uh, Blood Madness and went with Blood Lust because that was Blood Madness didn't come in until the second book. Uh, yeah. I got rid of Surlac. Uh, I got rid of the inducti. I didn't get rid. Of, I got rid of the upgrade for the for inducti um, because again that was book two. So I'm keeping yeah. with the theme of book one. These are they just turned trader. Uh, I've got Karn. Uh, I built a. I built my. I got my destroyers built. I got a ten man the spoiler squad done. Um, They've all got chain axes. I've got my Terminators. I got a Dreadnought, uh, Contemptor Dreadnought with a chain fist and a power fist or Dreadnought close combat weapon. Yeah. Um, and I really just, I really wanted to, when I, when the whole thing, I was started reading about it. Um, I was just, I got jacked. I got really jacked for it because it was one, it's a community thing. You know, it's not going to just be, you know, uh, Miles and his friends. He, you know, they, he's really trying to get it out there for more people to get involved and, you know, play thematic future fake history battles. And it was just, I just got really jacked. I'm trying to get another one of our, our friends here in the community. I'm trying to get him uh, involved. Hopefully he will 
do up his emperor's children. He does have his uh his slash shattered, my old emperor's children. Your, slash your old emperor's children. But he also <laughs> does have his shattered legion. And that would be a really good a shattered legion force for yeah. this to bend three. Yeah, it would, especially um definitely on the loyalist side, because I think he's got some sons of Horus as well, does he not? Yeah, Sons of Horus, Emperor's Children, and World Eaters. Oh, perfect. I mean, that's hmm. <laughs> couldn't ask for anything better on that oh, yeah. side. We'll have to find some more traitors. Um, <laughs> all these, uh, all these loyalists around to purge. Well, <laughs> but I'm sure, sure it won't be hard. But yeah, we, so, we know uh, a couple of Death Guard players. Yeah. Oh, I have my Death Guard. I could easily come up with a 1500 points of terrain army for it. No, let's get, let's get somebody new in. Get somebody inspired. Maybe they can win those uh those Mark Three Marines. Oh, maybe. Prime them up. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, uh, so that would be a good one. You could he, she could have Mortarian down on the ground. We would need a Loyalist Death Guard as well because I think they were largely they were uh, contained off to themselves. Yeah, they were they were really facing off against themselves. A little bit of interaction with the World Eaters, but it was Death Guard yeah. on Death Guard, World Eaters I on World Eaters. I got in there a little bit. Well, I, I think I think when you got to the when they were really bunkered down in that one palace there, and you were starting to get like you know shattered, the shattered legion theme, you know towards the end of before uh, the bombardment, the full on bombardment when after Angron finally decided to leave, yeah, um, they were definitely hold, holding up in, uh, in that palace, and that was definitely a shattered legion like you had. Sons of Horus, you had Emperor's Children, you had World Eaters, you had Death Guard, you know, just fighting for their lives, fighting to survive. So, yeah, and then Lucius goes all uh, the Altis on it. And... I, I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew he went traitor. I knew he went traitor, but I was just like, oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've uh... listened, I've listened to those books a few times now, and I just still just every time it's just like fuck lucius seriously man oh, yeah, dick he, move. yeah he's, he's got a big fall from grace mm-hmm. but um i mean if if ryan if ryan joins in i even have uh i even gave him a, a chaplain charmosian conversion oh yeah um so the chaplain i did was based on chaplain charmosian and that's that's why he was uh he was largely on the field when you and i were trying to make our way through it Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what I think I think we probably would have the first time if we had done it like this and stuck to Centurion rules and Centurion mode because mm-hmm. we did Centurion for the first first game which is uh, trying to get the um, civilians onto the Arvis lighter and get yeah. them off the planet um, and then uh, and then I think the next game we played was 1850 or something because um, I, think, I think I had my Land Raider and my Whirlwind at that point uh, I think so. Yeah. Can't remember. Um, that Land Raiders thing of beauty. I can't wait to blow it up. On the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, 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 I'm really hoping. I was, I was having a good long conversation with Ryan there and trying to get him, get him jacked. I mean, he's always up for gaming, but right now with the pandemic that's still yeah. going on, he's, you know, yeah. keeping safe, well, keeping. I know. Keeping... I, I just got a test on Friday. Oh yeah, because um, I'm not sure if it's just my asthma and allergies acting up, uh, or if I've maybe got a little bit of the the vid. <laughs> the vid. <laughs> so I've been been stuck inside until I get that back. But hopefully, um, I'll have it back here soon. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how long it takes, but I think they just text you if you're negative. They're just like, don't come back because you're negative. <laughs> you're, you're all good. <laughs> Positively um, negative. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't leave the house very much right now as is, um, and when I do, I, I have an N95 mask on. So there you go. I mean, it's right. it's fine. So, so yeah, so I've been, uh, you've cut out there. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Microphone little, issues. Little, um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think I think my internet bugged out a little bit on me. Um, it seems to happen like uh, once, just right around right around nine o'clock. I know. Actually, you know, funny. That's uh, it, was, it was about this time last time that I had to it, do the same thing. Uh, yeah, we're a little further in than we were last time, but yeah, about the same. I think we started earlier though. <laughs> You're right. I think you did. I think we did too. <laughs> um. That's so, weird. But, okay, just get used to that, everybody. I guess that's yeah. Uh, apparently, nine eleven Mountain Time. My phone <laughs> will cut out um, every time that we, we record. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll just uh, be prepared yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we've we've got some we've got some players we can definitely get involved. Um, you know, we've got a few sons of Horus players, and I know Chris Charon would be just jacked to get in on something like this. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's probably got some some guys who would be willing to do some world eaters or some some death guard or or something along those lines, and uh, mm. I, think, I think we can get a nice little a nice little campaign day or something going. Uh, That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, actually, I know Ryan mentioned uh, a little spot um, down near him. Yeah, he um, did. That's that could accommodate about 20 people, and and I think for a small gathering, um, once everybody's kind of in the clear. Uh, I think mm. that that might work. We could probably get some people up from Calgary. I'm sure there's some Death Guard players, and actually, I know there's an I know that there's an Emperor's Children player down there as well. Mm. Uh, so maybe we can uh, play Infinity with him a couple times. He's a real nice guy, real, yeah. real cool dude. But uh, yeah, uh, in, anything else you've been working on? Uh, over the uh, last week? Uh, working on for game wise, no. It's been focusing on my World Eaters right now. Uh, I did. I messed around with my computer and was playing some Forza Horizon 4 with a game wheel or a driving wheel, which was fun. A little, little different, but you know, that's completely different. That's something completely different. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. I, I like the wheel, but I find if I don't have the haptic feedback from the tires, I can't, I can't do it. This does, um, this does have feedback on it. So not, not the, not the feedback in the steering wheel. Like I need to feel the car. Mm. around me um mm. if somebody could figure out some way to build like a bucket seat that could somehow transmit road <laughs> road oh. feedback like uh then i might be able to do it. it's the friction like i, I need to uh I, you would I actually be it. surprised at the racing simulator rigs out there because i have looked i have looked oh and really they are oh man uh you can get some very expensive racing rigs that do you still are... have the arcade machine that you fixed up i do i do still have the yeah. arcade machine yeah, uh that. <laughs> it's got it's it's got to get some uh new lcd screens in it and i'm planning on doing that this summer yeah. uh, i'm rebuilding it. it's a sega super gt i don't know if people Sweet. remember oh man it's oh, a blast. i remember <laughs> it's a blast it, it weighs 1200 pounds and it's massive but it was worth every penny i paid for it it is fantastic i would not give it up for the world until i, think, I have to move <laughs> i think that was that your bachelor party that we went to the beer cade 
No. Oh, it might have been Dan's. Might have been Dan's then. Oh yeah, um, it was Dan's. It was Dan's. It was, it was Dan's. Dan's. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I remember uh, Herman and I were just camped on one of those machines for. You guys were. <laughs> like a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You guys were there for a while. What game yeah. was it? it was Daytona. It was a Sega uh, Daytona game. The Daytona one. Okay, yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. You were pretty drunk that night. Yeah, it was uh, pretty tuned <laughs> up. So. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, we, uh, we we missed a little bit of the agenda. Um, so yeah. uh, I guess first we're gonna we're gonna remind everyone about the contest and then talk a little bit about what we were working on. But we're through that already. So yeah. uh, up up next, uh, Craig's gonna give us the second part of uh, his take on Unremembered Empire, and then we're gonna get into uh, a little discussion about underutilized units and kind of how to how to create some sample themes and some sample lists uh, around those units. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you can you can really have something unique um, that people aren't aren't used to seeing on the table and and I think uh, could be quite rewarding hobby wise and then uh, and then we'll just wrap it up after that put a nice little bow on it for everybody yeah give it as a gift give it to a gift yeah. to the world That's our right. voices are a gift to the world so so unre- <laughs> unremembered empire so it's been about a month since the last time we discussed it and since mm-hmm. then I have listened to betrayer. So I'm going to do my best to make sure I don't get things confused, but I that's will. okay. <laughs> so last time I it's remember all in the 500 worlds it is all in the 500 worlds. So we are on McCrag here. Um, I believe when we left off, uh, Kurz had just gotten onto the planet. Yes. I think we l- very dubious think- means. Yes. And so, then I think the lion and uh, the avenging son. The avenging son. Oh my god. Um, that's my biggest gripe with that book. It's yeah. The overuse of the avenging son. The uh, avenging. Say Goleman. Um. <laughs> yeah. For for those who haven't read the book or listened to the book, there are spoilers ahead, and the avenging son is Reboot Gilliman. Yeah. Uh, I so. don't know. I, well, actually, I think I. He's the avenging son, I think, only on McCrag, and I think it's I think it's in uh, in reference to uh, after his father Conor got mm-hmm. got uh, put in a pine box <laughs> and on a bit of a rampage. <laughs> but uh, I think I think we just left off with uh, radio coming into both the Lion and Gulliman um, yes. about uh, individual units getting wiped out. So. Uh, both Gilliman and the Lion were both approached by their second-in-commands, and both of them got a data slate. Now, both of them basically had the same information on it. One of their okay. units had been wiped out, mm-hmm. and not just wiped out, like killed, but like murdered, like torn apart, or as they say, silenced. Uh, Interesting. Now, this was done to a tactical squad, an ultramarine tactical squad and their land raider. They found the land raider up on its side and every one of those tactical Marines murdered very gruesomely. And the dark angels, well, they were basically just goo blood <laughs> inside the drop pod. Like, like these curs tore these Marines apart. So obviously Gilman is now, pissed he is 
like next level pissed. And he goes right up to, to the lion and he's like, what did you bring to my planet? And the lion's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, I don't know what you, he's like backing up. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Hands up. I don't know what you're talking about. And Gilman's like, I definitely don't have an alien AI on my shit. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that the information you just got is the same information that I got, just got. What did you bring to my planet? And he wraps his power fist around the lion's throat and pins him against the wall. And he's not crushing him. He's not choking him out, but he is in his face and he wants to know. And the lion is just like, you know what? Fine. Kurz. Kurz is on. Kurz was on my ship. I've been trying to hunt him down and kill him myself. I failed. He got off my ship. He's on the planet. And Gilliman was, he's like, I'm basically like, he's ready to fight him. He's ready to kill Johnson. Uh, and Johnson's basic response was, well, you can try. <laughs> uh, even, even with a power fist wrapped around his throat, the lion was still like, well, good luck with that one, Gilliman. I mean, if he's got enough rounds of combat, <laughs> Gilliman yeah, will just keep buffing himself up. <laughs> he will. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure in, in game turns, Johnson will bitch slap Gilliman. Let's face the facts here. John, the, 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 we'll have the to rule... wait a little while until we can play that one out. I, w- I would love to play that one out. I would love to play that one out. You know how much I love the lion. So they've got this information. And uh, now things are starting to happen in, this, in the uh, fortress monastery of the Ultramarines. Uh, Marines are being killed, booby traps are being set, and like the the the, the, the Ultramarines are terrified. They're terrified to move because the he Conrad is the master of psychological warfare. He is setting fake booby traps, which is making things take longer. He it feels like he's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's killing people over here. He's killing people over there. He's killing them everywhere. Marines, space Ultramarines, and Dark Angels are dying all over the place. Well, finally, they kind of corner him in a church. A monastery, I guess not church. They're not that religious, but you know, it was a monastery. Yeah. And he, I mean, the way they describe how he was, he butchered the first, like a set of dark angels come in from one end, a set of ultramarines come in from the other. And let's just say not a single set of alt- or Marines walked out of there alive. But while this is all happening, Pollux, the uh, Imperial Fist captain. Yeah, the he, OG Crimson Fist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is also on Ultramar. And he knows where, where Conrad Kurz is, and he goes to the monastery as well. And now he is basically stuck in this pitch black because Kurz has taken out all the lights pitch black monastery with all these dead Marines around him and he is trapped in a cage basically with Kurz well the same device that was allowed this beacon to be shone onto McCrag also has some other interesting abilities hence why the uh Warsmith, Dantioch, is able to 
he's just all of a sudden he's there, but he's not. He's he's like a hologram, I guess, a projection. That never really explains because no one really knows how this machine is working. He's he can and that's, see that's the Pharos, right? Yes, okay. yes, it is. Uh, they don't actually call it anything in the book, if I remember correctly, but they do later on mention what it is later on in the other okay. books. Um, they're really they just turned this thing on. This thing just got turned on, you know, when just before the lion got to McCrag. And it was a, basically a beacon and a lot of other uh, Legion Marines from like the Salamanders, the Iron Hands, the Imperial Fist. They were all, they all used this beacon um, to find their way through the Warp Storm. So there's a lot of different Legion Marines on McCrag at this point. And a lot of them are just coming back from Istvan 5 where they were basically butchered. Yeah. Um, so you got Kurz and he's he's got he's fighting Pollux and Dantioch, Warsmith Dantioch, he is basically like left, right, roll, dodge, he's behind you, he's in front of you. Like I mean he can see Kurz, but he's just Pollux, the man in the chair. Yeah, he he's he, he Pollux can't. And this is yeah. really helping. Really helping Pollux from not getting murdered, like a few scrapes, a few, he gets a couple hits on, on Kurz, he causes him to bleed. Uh, this is pissing Kurz off. Well, yeah. while this is all going down, Pollux knew what he was doing. He was trying to keep Kurz busy long enough for the lion and Gilliman to show up. And those two come in and they tell Pollux to basically get lost and they're going <laughs> to F him up. They are pissed. They are angry. Like Gilliman's angry what he's doing, killing all his his sons. The lion just can't stand that piece of garbage and will do anything to kill him. And you know what's funny during that fight? Kurz actually put up a decent fight. That man he he is Batman. I mean, he was taking on both Gilliman and Lionel Johnson, and he was holding his own. But the, what we don't realize is that this was a trap all along by Curse. Like this, this whole place has been wired up. He's been collecting. Well, Curse does have a little bit of foresight, right? So he does, he does, and he uses. It's not always right. It is. It's right enough that he, you know, if he follows it, you know, not to a T, but it'll guide him in a general direction. He wasn't really using this foresight so much when in his fight with Gilliman and Lionel Johnson. But he had been capturing and grabbing grenades from the Marines he'd been killing. And he wired that monastery to the high heavens. Like, he was ready to blow that thing up. He was going to take himself out, too. He didn't care. But he was going to kill Johnson Gilliman. And just before they realized what happened, Pollux had been pulled into, like, somehow Dantioch had pulled him pulled him through to the through the machine to where the planet that he was on which was not McCrag it was somewhere else in the solar system yeah just before the explosion went off he was the two of them were able to drag and pull both Gilliman and Lionel Johnson through this portal this energy force this whatever it is to safety just before it went off and then the monastery gets blown to high heavens Conrad Kurz is he uses his for he does use his force at this point to get himself to safety. Uh, so he's out of there, 
and Gilliman and Johnson are now like, well, how the hell did we get here? What are we doing here? But they're just, they're, they're, they are happy to be alive. They just need to get back to McCray. While all this is happening, all this fighting, all this killing, yeah. Vulcan has now gotten out of his, and he's not even fully healed <laughs> yet. He is a blood-soaked mess. He gets out of his, his uh, med- the medical bay. He gets, he gets, somehow gets to the uh, weapons uh, museum, gets himself a couple weapons, and he is he. It's like he, he, it's like he's psychically tuned to curse. He like he's psychically tuned. Like he just he finds him. He finds curse, and these two fight. But we're missing a few things. So Kurz now thinks he has he's fair game. He Gilliman he thinks Gilliman and Johnson are dead. He's got fair game. Well. See all these, all these Marines from the other legions—the Salamanders, the Iron Hands, the Raven Guard, uh, Space Wolves—they've all now been told basically, "Go help out, go help out. Let's kill Kurs. Go help out. Get into the uh, the fortress monastery. Get in there. Help out." And they're so all starting. And that that orders come from the Lion and Gilliman. No, it comes from. Oh God, I can't remember her name. The basically the mom basically okay. the closest thing to gilman having a mother she sends these marines off to go and help they she knows that they can be useful go get my and, son back go 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 save my boy <laughs> my baby boy but so she sends them off she knows that they can be helpful and she has now left the living quarters completely unprotected now Everybody thinks that Kurz is still in the fortress monastery. The doors are being shut. And then one of the, uh, I believe it was one of the Iron Hands, realizes that, wait, no, no, it, it wasn't one of the Iron Hands. It was one of the White Scars. One of the White Scars is like, wait, Kurz thinks he's a, he thinks he's a hunter, but he's not. And as he's talking, talking through why he's not a hunter, he's like, wait, wait, no, no, he is a hunter. When the, when the a wolf gets the attention of a farmer at the sheep, and now all these farmers are coming out to protect the sheep, and that wolf's already gone, he's already left, he's now at the chicken coop. Yeah. That's when it clicks into their heads that, wait, everybody thinks Kurz is in this fortress monastery. He's not. He's not he's in there. He's coming here. He's, co- he's headed to the, the civilian uh, habit- habitation quarters. Okay, the habitat. The Hablock. And sure enough, Kurz goes after Mum. And he kills. She she's in her in her living quarters and and she's uh she's something something's not right. It's quiet. There's a quietness. And she you know peeks out and she sees that the guard guarding her uh door he's dead so she closes the door and she goes and hides under the desk and classic classic i mean horror movie yeah. like this is this is straight out of a horror movie yeah <laughs> and she realizes kurz is in the room with her no no door has been opened except for when she opened it no noise is being made but she knows he's in there and just before he's a 
boat to kill her because he finally gets her. She goes to take a run. He gets her. And just before he's about to kill her, the Space Wolves watch pack comes through the door. And this Space Wolf watch pack catches catches him curves right off guard. Like he's caught off guard. He was not expecting them. And then he goes pretty much butchers them too. Like, like you really don't understand just how powerful a Primarch is until you realize he butchers Marines like they're like, like, like Anakin swatted down the younglings in Star Wars. Yeah. I was actually, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I was, uh, it's a horrible, it was a horrible scene, but that's basically what he's doing. The Marines are nothing more than youngling, younglings. Master Kurs. Master Kurs. The uh, palace he, is overrun. What do we do? <laughs> so, as these space wolves are getting their butts handed to them, who bursts through the door? Vulcan. And he is pissed. And he goes straight for Kurs. No, he it's like he's a one track mind. He has one track, and that's ki- to kill Kurs. So he bursts, like, I mean, he tackles Kurs right through the window. They come crashing down onto the a roof below. These two are fighting, and Kurs is like, I, You're dead. Why aren't you dead? Like, and at this point in time, the reason why Vulcan's even on this planet is because Kurs has tortured him, killed him multiple times thinking he was dead. Now, one of the things you do find out that is uh, Kurz, or not Kurz, Vulcan is an immortal. Or an eternal, He's perpetual. sorry. Perpetual. Perpetual. Yes, sorry. I forgot the yeah. term. He is a perpetual. He it's cannot like our boy, die. John Grammaticus. Like our boy, John Mercaticus. John is, Grammaticus. John, yeah, I'm trying to say it. Yeah. John Grammaticus. <laughs> you got it. He, he's, he's in the book. John Grammaticus is, plays a pretty... Important part, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't want to give too much. We're not going to get into that, no, <laughs> uh, because it, it it's important. But I'm just giving you Cole's notes of the yeah. book. So they're fighting, and they're fighting, and they're fighting, and somehow uh, Ultramarines, a Storm Eagle, was a Storm. I think it was a Storm Eagle. Uh, kind of gets a beat on them, and Kurz is doing. Like, he is getting his butt handed to him by Vulcan. Like Vulcan is smashing his head. He's got a mace. He's taking like just beating the living crap out of out of Kurz. Like Kurz was not expecting Vulcan to be on the planet, right? Actually everybody yeah. thought Vulcan had landed on Earth or Terra. He actually landed on McCrag. And Kurz ends up using gets onto the Storm Eagle, bursts like busts open the canopy, kills the Kills the the pilot and then starts basically outside of this the storm eagle, flying the storm eagle to get away from Vulcan. Like he's just he's just getting his ass handed to him so much by Vulcan at this point. All he can do is try and get away from Vulcan, and he eventually does make it make his way away from Vulcan using the storm eagle. But it just like. Johnson and Gilman are completely they're they're no, they're they're no longer players in this 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 story anymore. They are off off planet off because yeah. they're off world. Um they're doing everything in their power just to get back to McCrag. Kurz, he's he's gotten away. Vulcan is pretty beat up himself. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not like it's not like Kurz got his ass handed to him and Vulcan's standing there triumphant. Like these two 
they're still both Primarchs. The Vulcan wasn't 100%. He, I don't even think he had a full full skin on him. I think he was just bloody muscle and burnt tissue still. But he was just so angry. Um, he does take a fall. He does bump his head. He kills him, but he's a perpetual, so Vulcan lives. Uh, because uh, Curse takes the Storm Eagle and like Strafe runs him. And, yeah, strafing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that causes Vulcan to fall quite a distance, and you know, die again. So, but Kurz is now still on the planet. Kurz gets away. He's out of the fortress monastery. He's licking his wounds. He's still on the planet, and you just know he's going to wreak havoc. And that's kind of where the book leaves off, where he's looking down at McCrag. He's up in the mountains. And you just know he's going to be the Night Hunter. He's going to terrorize McCrag. He's going to do what he does best. He's going to do what he does best. He is evil Batman. Evil Batman. So that's basically the Coles notes, the Cliff notes of... He's like that, uh, if anyone's a comic book fan, there's like an alternate universe mm. Batman uh, mm. where Bruce Wayne uh, gets killed by the mugger. And his father becomes... His father becomes, father becomes like a Batman. Joker Batman. Yeah. Um, and then the mother becomes Joker, but is the superhero. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. a, it's, it's, it's a, and, and his father does, he uses guns. Something Batman doesn't do. Well, unless you're Batman v Superman or whatever that's stupid, whatever. <laughs> I'm not getting. Yeah. I'm not getting into the Zack Snyder. Batman. You know what though? I I, I hear that uh, they're doing a Zack Snyder Justice League cut, so I might watch that one because I haven't watched the Justice League. Um, because I had a feeling it wasn't going to be that good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, you know, uh, like if if they want to compete and do something very Deadpoolish, I would watch the shit out of like a Red Hood. Oh yeah. Red Hood. Um, Red, oh. Have you have you watched the Red Hood animated movie? I have, yeah, yeah. Oh, so a, a buddy of mine's a huge, huge comic book guy, and mm-hmm. uh, when he came out, that uh, that was in the theater. It was at the the West Edmonds Mall IMAX oh. or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And he wanted he wanted to go see it, so um, we uh, we went up we went up to go see it, and that and that's what kind of hooked me hooked me on mm. it. Um, now we've we've got Injustice uh, on the computer, and a few of us play that. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm almost exclusively redhead every single yeah. time. <laughs> so I mean, I may have gotten some things wrong in Unremembered Empire. I it has been about a month and a half since I listened to it, and I've listened to Betrayer since then. So yep. if I did get some things wrong, I apologize. It was that's okay. Not, that's okay. We're, we're just here life. to give you guys a peek into this future fake history because future I mean, forty eight forty eight books long, plus all oh. the black books. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and the it's short tough. stories and the... and the short stories, yeah. Good point. Oh. Heralds of the Siege is awesome. Like so, I mean, you, you and I are at different points, and and that's yep. that's why I haven't I haven't really jumped in to do any any book uh, stuff because I'm I'm up on the siege. Yeah, you're and, already on uh, siege, and I'm I'm dealing with the 500 worlds. Yeah, and I, I'd I'd like to try to keep us like you know away from. Uh, I'd say probably like a year before we do any like give people a year to read it. Yeah, um, at some point in time, get, I think I think that's Age of Darkness's policy, and if it is, I'm stealing it. <laughs> so, sorry, Age of Darkness, but shout out to the Age of Darkness podcast. Um, 
but uh, I, th- I think I think it's a good. Maybe, maybe I'll do Legion because I've I've read that one a couple times. Um, yeah. Or uh, maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a little black book segment. Um, oh yeah. In the next def- couple episodes. That'd Just to give good. you a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So my the next one we're going to be discussing is Betrayer, and I have listened to it twice. I'm going to be listening to it third time. It's such a great book. It's actually no, I've already listened to it three times. Oh. I will be listening to it a fourth time. I just, that, that story just it really solidified how much I love Karn and just how awesome he truly is. Yeah. Um, And just, I might, it also solidified my hatred for the word bearers. Like I, I can't stand those guys. They're the, uh, I can't, one, but I like Argyle tall. Argyle, okay, Ar- but that's just it. I don't even think Argyle Tall likes this, the word bearers. Like, let's be honest here. Let's, yeah. let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Argyle Tall was such, he's such a great character and my god, I hate Erebus even, oh, Erebus even more. God, what a piece of... That's beside the point. <laughs> I digress. I have a strong, strong hatred. I'm not afraid to use the word hatred for Erebus. And anyone who might be like Erebus. But that's beside <laughs> the point. So we're going to move on to underutilized models, or some people may say non-point efficient models. Or Yeah. You. Why, don't, why don't we take a quick break? Yeah, we will take then, a quick break. And then we'll come back with uh, underutilized units and mm-hmm. how to theme some armies around. Betrayal podcast, and we're going to be talking now a little bit about underutilized units. I, I know we got a lot of uh, a lot of good feedback on on our segment last time uh, from the last episode around uh, how to theme an army and and how to really bring a, a narrative vision to life. And mm. uh, I think we're we're going to continue in that vein with some of the less seen units out there. Yes, um, because I I think there's some really interesting uh, builds you can do, some really cool themes, and uh, ultimately have something on the table that is rewarding to you hobby wise, and mm-hmm. uh, give you give you a little bit of uh, of uh, new. What, what did I call it last time? 
new faction syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where, yes. Where, where you might score a couple easy wins because people aren't sure how to handle it because it's so unorthodox. Yeah. So I yeah, think so. so go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you've, you've, uh, you've really been digging into this over the last couple of weeks. I have been, I have been. So one of the things we are going to avoid looking at right now, we'll save it for a later episode is underutilized Lords of War. We're not going to be doing that right now. Cause that's a can of worms that goes deep, 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 deep. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's an, that's an entire episode all onto itself. Yeah, we'll uh, do another one of those because I've I've got a pretty fun project. I think where where actually I am using a couple of the underutilized oh. Lord of Wars. Well, this is the first I've heard of it. I find that interesting. I think it'll be a little surprise for me too. Yeah. Uh, some some of the things we also aren't going to talk about. I'm not going to talk about box knots or a uh, basic dreadnoughts. Um, they have their place. I do some... wish we saw more of them, especially like if you're doing a late heresy force. I think that's really the way to go, right? I mean, as as because uh, they, they they would have been using their Leviathan and their Daredeo and their their contemptor chassis um, right out of the gate, right? You're going to mm. want to use those those up front. So as the war effort drags on, you're going to have less of those chassis, and yeah. uh, and you're going to see a lot more of the box knots, which were easier to produce. Mm. easier to put marines into and uh i think the sarcophagus was taken a little bit a little bit easier by the machine spirit in the box on it as well yes um so i they're good and, and they're cheap too I, they I are cheap we don't see many of them they, I, like, I, like i said they do have their place i mean god could you imagine whether they have that flamer uh it sounds like we're going to end up talking about these things anyway we're going to talk about it anyway yeah <laughs> I, I just just after that so they've got that uh do, 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 do. i'm just looking through the book i was not ready for this hey that's okay Ladies and uh, that's so they can here. take the flamestorm cannon that thing is nasty and especially very nasty in the zone mortalis game oh mm, so oh, yeah. nasty it's a, it's a template right it's a template yeah it's a template and I believe it's AP three. I think so. I'm pretty sure it's AP three. I believe so. I was uh, I, I I don't have my notes on uh the. Yeah, that's fine. Not, you weren't prepared for it. I threw you a curveball. Um, but but I mean, they still have their place. Don't get me wrong. You'll for get shredded in ZM. And actually, especially now with the change to ZM rules, mm-hmm. um, it's on it's on it's a smaller model, right? So with the changes to the Zillion Metallus rules. Uh, dreadnoughts can't just go running through walls like they're non-existent anymore. Yeah. Uh, and if the base can't fit through the base or the model uh, can't fit through the doorway, yeah, it can't go through that way, right? Yes. So you can't have Leviathan dreadnoughts squeezing through doors that are meant for Marines and Terminators. You have to go find the big double doors. Actually, Leviathans can't even go in Zone Mortalis anymore. They're eighty millimeter bases. They're too big now. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's good news. <laughs> it, it is it is uh but i mean like they still have their place i mean you can get them to do close combat you can get them to do anti-air you can get them to do sh- just shooting general they're cheap they're dirt cheap at 125 points they've, they've got five weapon skill four ballistic skill so they're not bad in close combat i mean they're no. not no and, i mean uh, the, the dreadnought close combat weapon's still going to be it's still going to be strength 12. Yep. So strength right. 10. Uh, or strength 10. Yeah, maxed out strength uh, 10, right? Okay, yeah. 
yeah. then you got you got you got your got your twin linked auto cannons, your twin linked missile launchers, plasma cannons, flamestorm cannon, twin linked glass cannons, volkite culverins. Like they're they're not they're not gonna have the survivability of a contemptor, cordis contemptor, a regular contemptor. They don't have that 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 uh higher um front facing va- armor value and they don't have uh the the uh i want to say well the the, the automatic shielding yeah the automatic shielding right so they're not going to have the survivability but they still have their place and again if you're looking for cheap cheap units to fill points at 125 points for base you're getting a twin linked heavy bolter dreadnought close combat weapon with a built-in twin linked bolter itself this is 125 points it's great it's still going to do something it's still going to mess up a tactical squad if it gets into combat with it yeah uh, but it is not as it's only got three health points it's got three attack space it's still going to do something but where i think it's really going to shine is in zone mortalis games i think that's where if you're looking for, if you don't want to spend that 175 point base for a contemptor and you want to go with something cheaper a box knot is still a great Great choice, especially if you throw yeah. a flamestorm, flamestorm cannon and a, 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 a power fist. You're going mm-hmm. to mess squads up. You're, uh, you're... The other spot I think this is a real unsung hero is in orbital assault list. Oh yes, right because you can take you can you can now take a regular drop pod and put a mm-hmm. regular box on in it, mm-hmm. right? So now I mean that's only 35 points at 150 points. You've mm-hmm. got like a contender light basically dropping into that line. Yes. Right? I mean, to do the same thing, to do basically the same thing, like let's say you took the free multi-melta and uh, mm-hmm. a chain fist within an inbuilt um, bolter mm-hmm. for 10 points. So you're at, you're at 135 points for the model, mm-hmm. right? Um, then the drop pod. Yeah, and then then the drop pod. So you're at 170 points. You're still not even at the base cost of the contender. Yes, exactly. And you've Great. got a drop a, a unit that can drop in, and still it's not it's not that it's not a threat. It's it's still going to be a massive threat. It, it's still a dreadnought in your opponent's line. Still has a multi melter. I mean, yes, things out there do have uh, ceramite armor, but. Not everything's going to have that. And if you want to switch it up and you want them just to target like a squad, a uh, quad mortar squad, that's another great target for them. That flamestorm cannon, power fist, and a plat, uh, you know, uh, the combi or the, the combi bolter built in combi twin link bolter mm-hmm. in the hand, it's still going to do something like that. Flamestorm cannon is still going to wreck that quad mortar squad. So it still has its place. It doesn't have to be solely for taking out vehicles. You could use it to take out Marines and yeah. do it very, very effectively at a much cheaper point cost than the Contemptors. Now, I know one of the things when Contemptors first all, when they all first came out was their beautiful looking models. They were so posable. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do, they're, they're fantastic looking models, but box knots still have their place in my opinion. I yeah I I think I think this is way underused and and I'm surprised more people don't use it to to give you an idea for 480 points mm-hmm. in an orbital assault list you can have three box knots with multi multis in drop pods for 480 points that's that's less than two times the points of one contemptor in a dreadnought drop pod yeah 
Like that's I, I mean, how many people drop like a Leviathan for pretty much that cost? Yeah, like one, once you put the Leviathan inside the, the Dreadnought drop pod, you're pretty close to that point cost. Um, when I the way I kept my Leviathan out in a Dreadnought drop pod, it's usually 470 points. So you're 10 points. Okay, you're more. 10 points above, but you've got 12 fall points. Yeah, and, and, and three they, different models. Yeah, and they operate as a talent, so they don't all have to shoot the same thing once they have to deploy as a unit. But as soon as they're deployed, they can do their own thing. That yeah. that I think is way more effective than a Leviathan Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, I mean, if if you only have, like, if you've got 10 uh, combi melters and mm-hmm. the, the Leviathan lands near it, that Leviathan's going to take all 10 combi melters. And yeah. it's probably going to be toast. Probably. Yep. Good but, chance it is. Yeah, if you drop three of these Dreadnoughts, and you now have to choose which one of the three you're going to roast with those 10 combi melts. You've oh, still sure. got six hull points and turn around. Yeah. Uh, that's all. That's awesome. I might have to, uh, <laughs> yeah. like I've got a contemptor for my wolves drop list. I yeah. might have to rethink that. <laughs> like, like a couple of these bad boys of the flame storm cannon use oh. that, that venerable model. I mean, not only that, it'd be cheap. Mm-hmm. Right? I have extra drop pods. Mm-hmm. I might just have to do this. Uh. <laughs> yeah, keep it. Keep us informed on what you decide. Yeah, so, I mean, I can always add them in there too, right? Oh, for sure. So, I mean, box knots, as we've just determined, still have their place. Still yeah. effective. Uh, yeah, I would overlooked I, on paper, but overlooked on paper. I think it was the new shiny contemptor when it came out. And don't get me wrong, I have multiple contemptor dreadnoughts. I don't own a box knot myself. I do love. I think I'm. I think I might change that just because of the conversation we literally just had. In a yeah. Zone Mortalis game, throwing in a box knot with a flamestorm cannon is just that's pure evil. It's just, it's just it's just evil. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, I I think that would fit really nicely with your destroyers as well. Yes, just overwhelming nasty weaponry, and then mm-hmm. just put uh, just copy my siege my siege claw for your mm-hmm. dreadnought weapon. Yeah. Dreadnought close combat weapon. Just a, a mini grindy claw. Mini. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it definitely would fit for the world leaders for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So 100%. now we're going to go back to the, the first unit we were originally going to talk about. And that was the <laughs> Legion Recon- Reconnaissance Squad or Re- Recon Marines. Yes. This is a, this is a passion of you, yours. You love these guys. I so, do. Uh, I, I really do. So why don't, uh, why don't you give us how you, why you like them so much and why you think they're underutilized? Okay, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, for one thing, I have, I do have a unit uh, for my Raven Guard. I've used them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Raven Guard, I keep them in power armor because they get they gain infiltrate anyway. So mm-hmm. they don't get the move through cover that the scout armor does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it allows me to infiltrate them where I need them. And then they kind of become like a bit of an annoyance. And, and I Again, it's that, that new model syndrome, that new faction syndrome. Mm-hmm. I find that when I put them down, they get focused pretty hard, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because they're really not that effective. Um, if, if I usually will swap them out for uh, a unit of uh, tactical support marines with Volkai calibers. Mm-hmm. Again, because they're infiltrating, I can get them within range. And the, uh, the output for the same point cost is there. Um, the, the support Marines die faster because mm-hmm. I, I equip them in power armor, uh, with chameleon line cloaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I've actually just, it, it, it was a unit I was able to build without spending any additional money. Um, everyone's got that spare Mark VI crouching legs from the old command squad. Um, everyone's got tons of those sitting around. So I honestly just just bummed around the local hobby shops and, and, and around our gaming groups and everybody mm. that had some just passed them off to me. So I've got a full unit of crouching Mark VI Marines. Um, I used the extra torsos that I had uh, from swapping out for artificer armor for my Raven mm-hmm. Guard, and then uh, I mean I've got I've got enough beaky helmets to <laughs> to do me the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and then the more Dathan, since I run ten more Dathan, but I don't use their sniper rifles, I just put Raven Guard sniper rifles on them. Yeah, it cost me nothing, um, and I, I run them in a unit of six. They're about 200 points or something like that, so they are a little pricey. Mm-hmm. But um, especially if night fighting's in effect, they've got a two-plus cover save. Yeah. And that's huge. Um, oh, yeah. So you've got, you, you, and, and then, I mean, the sniper rifles honestly aren't great. They don't do a lot. Um, it's six shots. You're hitting on fours, so you're only hitting four of those six shots on average. And then it's it's a four to wound with a six to rend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you're only hitting two shots, like you're only getting two wounds through on average. Um, but especially missions where you're scoring points every turn, they're valuable. Yeah. And then yeah. they, they work as a fantastic distraction piece. Like I, I played a mechanic and player at LVO 2019 and uh, he like he sought him out with a knight and he went <laughs> to go burn them. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, that flame template doesn't ignore cover. So he killed one. Um, huh. and then you know they they just moved <laughs> they're just like all right I'm just okay peace out yeah. bye yeah. um so i mean I, I don't know that i'd say i've i've won well actually yeah i don't know if i'd say i've, I've won games off the back of them but mm. they they draw enough that it's allowed me to kind of maneuver the rest of my army around mm. um and uh and, and they look cool right especially yes. with snipers i mean what what force, especially Raven Guard, uh, wouldn't have like a forward scout? Oh, for uh, sure. But uh, I mean, in terms of stat line, they're they're exactly the same as a tactical marine. Mm-hmm. They're they're literally no different. Um, it's just what they can take that's a little bit different. They do have shroud yeah. bombs, yeah, they uh, do. which is something that I frequently will forget. Um, so you you got to take a leadership test in order to uh-huh. even charge them. Uh, which again, it just it helps them with survivability. They've scout yeah. outflank cute senses. So they can re-roll that outflank, mm-hmm. uh, but they are a support squad uh, unless you take them in a um, a recon company right yeah. at war. Uh, now they do have the option to to jump over and um, have scout armor, yeah. and uh, I, ha- I have done some nice conversions with them in the past. Uh, a real easy conversion to help the scout armor look better is uh, you can take a normal power armored torso. I, I find Mark Six works the easiest. Uh, Mark Six mm-hmm. or mark seven will work the mm-hmm. easiest yeah um, but uh you just kind of you can cut the belt portion not the buckle but the belt portion like kind of in half okay just yep. shave it down a little bit and, yep. and then that will fit perfectly on top of the scout body and then okay. from there you can use the regular scout arms you can put a regular helmet on them. yeah yeah exactly and, and it's it's an easy conversion that looks great just look it up online you can find a lot of it um mm. it becomes a little more labor intensive if you want to make sure that they have mark four bolters or something um which i i usually do but mm. um or i run them with pistols so i mean i i like them i do have a plan to use them with um with my wolves because i have a bunch of scout bodies laying around yeah 
because uh, and to build like a little recon company, probably usually for Centurion games. Yeah. Oh man, just having those guys having scout and being up so forward, it's uh, it's very useful. I mean, they can be cap, they can be sitting on objectives first turn if they they have the yeah. potential to be on objectives first turn. Um, yep. They it's just the they they are they still have their place. I mean, other than you, I don't think I've seen anyone use them, but they are. I can see how no, annoying I've they can be. I've never seen anyone use them, and I've always had them in a Raven Guard. In my first iteration of the Raven Guard, mm-hmm. they were there. I used the Mark IV ones, um, but mm-hmm. I ended up chopping a lot of them up for bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, they they were a smaller unit then, but. Um, I, I think they're just fantastic. And, and if you really want like a cool theme, like Legion Recon Company is really good. Uh, I mean, the only limitations that it gives you is that you can't deploy your heavy support onto the battlefield during deployment. Mm-hmm. They have to go into reserves. Um, you must include an, an additional compulsory troop, troop choice, which must be a recon squad. I don't really mm-hmm. think that's a negative, to be honest with you. No. Because you're doing this as a theme anyway they're a forward scouting detachment mm-hmm. you're gonna want you're gonna want more bodies on the field to begin with especially if you're playing something like dominion yeah um and, and they're in they're in scout armor then uh then they can deploy via infiltrate um so and and i mean actually that that is kind of in the effects which is forward scouts mm-hmm. which is um all models deployed onto the table using the scout or infiltrate special rule gain the shrouded special rule yeah. during the first game turn. That's huge. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you have chameleon line cloaks and there's no, um, there's no knife fighting, you're still, you're still a two plus yeah. uh, armor save uh, regardless of where you are. Um, if you're, if you're out in the open, you're now six, you're now a four plus just standing out mm. in the open plus cover save. Well, that's the thing, like, like with, with the uh, limitations of having to your heavy support be, uh, can't be deployed on the table, it has to be in reserve. I mean, that's perfect for a Fire Raptor gunship or a Leviathan yeah. in a Dreadnought. Speeders. Or, or, speeders, anything, anything like that. Like, um, and I do use a Fire, uh, a Fire Raptor gunship in my uh, Dark Angels. It's a great, it's a great model. It's a, well, it's a hard model to put together, but it's a look, fantastic looking model. Yeah, and it's again, a real AC one thirty. But it is, it 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 can get its points back at two hundred points. You can upgrade. It's going to be a little bit more. But I mean, that that hearing that limitation of oh, you, your heavy support can't be deployed during the deployment phase. That doesn't mean anything if you have let's say a Leviathan and a Dreadnought drop pod or a Fire Raptor gu- gunship, right? Yeah, exactly. I th- I think the Fire Raptor fits really well in here because. You- you you are going to be at a bit of a disadvantage because the scouts are expensive. Yes. Um, I I think the right way to use them if you're not playing Raven Guard or Alpha Legion is put them in scout armor. Mm-hmm. So I mean the the kind of idea that I've got for these guys is Wolf Scouts. Um, mm-hmm. Yep yep you, yep. You can use Catachan arms or you can use um, Bear arms. Uh, in in kind of my idea is to use that same that chess piece. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll have tons of them left over from Mark uh, six and seven wolf chess piece that'll fit on the the scout legs, and then mm-hmm. bear arms from Chaos uh, like Marauder kits, um, and then just a little bit of green stuff fur right around like where the armor seal would be, where the chess piece would be. Yeah. And then you can kind of you can tattoo up the arms. Now they can infiltrate. They've got move through cover. You can give them melt a bomb. So if you gotta sacrifice a unit, and mm. um, if you've gotta sacrifice a unit, 
then you can move them up through cover. You can get them into multi bomb range, uh, turn mm. two, and, and you can kind of do what you need. And then you know you can you can load up on speeders. You can load up on you, you can take some aircraft, AC one thirties or Zyphons. I think would fit really really well. Yeah, like two Zyphons coming onto the table would be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. uh, because they, you know, they they've got wingmen and uh, and they zip in. And the only the only other thing you got to consider is that you can't take Terminator armor. But I mean, short of that, like these these aren't big restrictions for this. No. Um, seekers, I think, would fit in this awesome as well. Forward scouts marking the target. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think I think this is a really cool right of war, um, and I'm surprised that we don't see more of it. Um, I think people just get just get alarmed by the 100 point buy-in cost for five recon marines but mm-hmm. um, especially for a close combat army world leaders would do this really well but chain sword or combat blade like that's free mm-hmm. um you know they, they start with a bolter and a bolt pistol so they've got mm-hmm. both you can take a nuncio vox if you need it um you don't necessarily need the chameleon line i don't think um, no but uh you know, the entire squad can take multi-bombs for five points. So, okay, you're at 125 points. Um, if you add another five Space Marines, they're 15 points apiece. Recon armor's free. Now you've got infiltrate and move through cover, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, your armor saves four plus. Like, you're, you're maybe going to lose 0.25 extra guys to a round of shooting. Around yeah. Filters. Right. Um, and, and they're still going to be a threat, right? They're, still, they're yeah. actually going to be more of a threat because they're going to be there so much quicker. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I, I think it's. I think you can get real deadly with them, um, mm. and it's it's going to throw people off. So I I think they're I think they're cool. I think people don't give it a, enough of a thought. Mm. Um, I, I know Brady uh, actually at one point was trying to find a way to do a Legion Recon Company with um, uh, Imperial Fists, and I think with their Bolter discipline, that could be pretty. Oh, pretty that deadly. could be deadly. Actually, the uh, Recon Marines would work really well in, with uh, World or not World Leaders, Sun, well World Leaders, but Sons of Horus and their, oh, yeah. their ballistic skill at ballistic skill five at twelve inches, mm-hmm. and then with the War Masters portion rerolling ones, man, oof, that could yeah. be something real ugly, real close, real quickly, right? I would love to see that. I would love to. I think that would be that would be amazing. And then have your reavers on jump packs. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that that would be sick. So one thing I do want to say that these, the 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 um, the the units we're talking about are not legion specific. These are just general ones. We can do legion specific ones on a later episode. Yeah, we'll do those in a separate episode. Because I like when you brought up reavers. Reavers are underutilized. I think they're, it's because of their point costs. I think they're still fantastic, but that's beside the point. Let's uh, let's talk about the next one. Now, this is one that's where me and you are both passionate about. Yeah, I, I think if you don't like Destroyer Squads, you got an issue. Um, well, you, you'd be a Salamander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, you'd, Salamander. I guess you'd, you'd be a Salamander player because you, yeah. you care a little bit about Geneva Convention. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, These guys throw the unit. Geneva Convention right out the window. Yeah, they wipe their ass with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah, the destroyers so, are—they're unreal. Uh, I love them. I know you love them. Why don't you go into why you love them first? Well, the thing is, with certain legions, they can be very deadly. And now that the point cost has been brought down uh, from what they were in, in the red book, um, they're a much—they're a great unit to take. They have the the rad grenades. They have the rad missiles they can take. 
Um, these can be paired very well with high strength, like uh, weapons like a chain axe, which is plus five, plus one strength, so it's five, five strength on the model. Something like the Dark Angels. The Dark Angels could take advantage of Destroyer so well. Um, not only so much because of the their 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 wings, the different the six different wings, but the fact that they their hit their their, their special rules with their swords and whatnot take advantage of destroyer squads can really take advantage of that and really just multiply and stack upon stack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hitting on threes, wounding on threes, threes. With dark angels. As long as yeah. they're modeled. Yeah. As long as they're modeled, as long as they're modeled with a sword or blade type weapon that isn't an axe, they're good to go. Yeah. And I mean, I got some uh, chain broadswords from Pop Goes the Monkey for my Dark Angels. I mean, these oh, are yeah. they 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 look like a sword, but they are still a chain sword. Do they kind of look like that big Space Wolf one that comes in like the Space Wolf upgrade kit and like Red yeah. or Black Man has it? Yes, but pointier okay. at the end. Okay, yeah, sweet. This. So the the, the, the wolf shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not all the wolf talismans and goodies and yeah. <laughs> but like this for me, destroyers. Um, they're I've now I'm on my second squad for a different army. Like I had destroyers from my blood angels, and they worked out really well. Um, for and I thought they were fairly thematic with the whole thing about ball and the way the the moon is so irradiated and whatnot it was kind of i thought it would fit very well um but for my for my world leaders again it came from the betrayer book and the fact that pairing world or uh rad grenades with chain axes it's just it's it's evil it's evil (laughs) it's just it's just let's call it what it is it's evil and i i've actually started i primed my uh my destroyers and I got them painted black and I'm going to be based on the information that I got from betrayer that these guys are in black armor. That's what I'm going with. Uh, they'll have the blue shoulder pads. The jet pack will be blue. So they'll still look like world eaters. They'll just be in black armor. And I'm going to make these guys look beat up because they're in the thick of things. They, yeah. a whole lot of not giving a flying fuck. I just, I love destroyers. I think they're a great unit. When they brought down the point cost, it really made them really worthwhile taking and again besides me and you i don't think i've seen anyone take destroyers no i no, I, in I our I in have, our community in our community i haven't seen them uh i mean granted i've only been to the, like one lvo i haven't seen them there um i don't know if anyone did have them but somebody i played could have had, uh, didn't play could have had them but um, i didn't see any myself but that, again yeah again i think i think people get turned away first because of the point cost and then they go oh there's no way to fit this into the army but i think it's one of those things that you got to build the army around mm-hmm. uh, much like my alpha legion list uh, you know i, I went i want to do destroyers how many destroyers can i put in here mm-hmm. uh you know what? why don't i go with two because they're expensive to buy Mm-hmm. Like in terms of real world money and uh and then how can i fit the theme around that right and I, I took that that piece of art and i went okay great um i can put assault marines with them the assault marines can have melted bombs they're kind of like destroyers in training you've got your destroyers setting up with, the, with that overwhelming weaponry to kind of mm-hmm. tactically uh, bring toughness and stuff down so they become more of a support unit mm-hmm. uh, for those assault marines uh and the terminators because mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, as soon as you, if you can rad missile them, or if you can jump the destroyers in to help the Lernians, 
Hmm. Uh, now those Lernian Terminators um, are, are wounding on twos, right? Because they're going to hmm. be strength five, uh, and and their Terminator armor and their weapon skill five, right? And now you've also got to deal with the destroyer attacks coming in. Well, see, that's uh, another thing. Like this, this really uh, destroyer squad would really work well against uh, custodes. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're going, to, I think that's you know you hear a lot of, of Marine players complain that you know custodies are too hard. They're too tough. If you get a couple of destroyer units in there, like weakening them down, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden those power fists are IDing guys again. Yeah. Right. Um, you've, you're you're starting to wound on threes and twos uh, again, and, and yeah. you've brought them back down to marine stat. And I think I think that's what you need if you're gonna try to take these guys down, right? Uh, because you can negate all the the foolishness with the lookout sir and the multiple wounds mm-hmm. and kind of the, the juggling wounds around on, on units so that way they're still there and they're still effective. Now all of a sudden you've got a real issue, right? Um, yeah. And uh, I think I think with like the rad missile, as long as you hit one of those guys, I don't even know if you need to wound him with it. Um, now his toughness is permanently reduced. Uh, uh, and it's on a per model basis, I think. Yeah, it's on a per model basis. Uh, I think you. I think you're right. I think you only have to hit. Um, yeah. And I'm not, not hundred on that, everybody. So don't 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 start a fight on the tabletop about it. But <laughs> yeah, don't 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 quote us on this and say, well, they said that on on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do your research. Um, but yeah, so I mean, for me, destroyers are a great unit, and they have their they definitely have their place. I don't know why more people don't use them. Again. Uh, I use them. I use them to help take advantage of stacking abilities with yeah, my debuffs. Yeah, debuff because effect. they're going to debuff whatever they assault or get in, yeah. into range with. So having them go in with terminators against uh, custodes, bam! You are now you're now instant killing those those custodes with power fists. You've brought them yeah. down. Now they're now suddenly it's it's a you're 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 not being outclassed by the custodes. You're they're on your level now. Yes, granted, you're going to be sinking a lot of points into it, but how? What's that custodes face? Custode player's face going to look like when you're now instant killing his custodes? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and and if any of them have lost a wound to a rad missile with the, hmm. I mean, it's a three inch blast. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy one, but they have suspensor webs or so whatever. I mean, yeah. you're you're going to wound them on a five, they'll still get their armor saved, but as long as you get one wound through there, the toughness is reduced by minus one for the rest of the battle. Yeah. Right? So then, then they have to decide, are they going to juggle those, like, that next wound that you get with a rad missile through to mm. somebody else, or are they just going to let him go down to toughness three? Right? Yeah. And then if you, that now if you've got a rad grenade pack in there, you're IDing them with those, um, it, like you know, if if you've got him down to toughness three before you even jump into him, he's now mm. down to toughness two when you jump in with rag grenades and, and a power axe is going to ID a custodian. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, but uh, actually, I think there are only two wounds, so he'd be dead. Never mind. But yeah. um, <laughs> still, though, I mean, like if you if you start bringing them in now, you're wounding custodians on twos. Mm. Like um, you know, in a lot of them are weapon skill fives, but if you, again, if you're bringing Larnian Terminators into them, for example, they're weapon skill five, or, or if you're bringing, um, Varagir Terminators, they're weapon skill five. Like now yeah. you're hitting, you're both hitting each other on fours, but you're wounding him better. Um, cause he's just got his spear and his, his, uh, his toughness or his, his strength might still be, um, might still be five. So he'll wound you on a three, but now you're going to wound him on a three or two. So exactly. it's, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic unit. Um, 
I, I think I think yeah, it, it, there's there's a lot of places for him. But again, mm. I think it's not you know how do I fit a destroyer into my theme? It's how do I theme my my list around my destroyers? Um, yeah. it, it's I think you got to take at least two units of them um, if you want them to be as effective as they can be. I think yours are still going to be quite effective given yeah. all the buffs for your, your world leaders getting close combat in general. Yeah. You're just going to be softening targets up. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be flying around with the assault squad and tag teaming units together. Um, exactly. I think they'll... That, that's the right way to do it. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of going 20, 20 guys deep on an assault squad, just sure. uh, have one of them be, be destroyers. And now you've got a little bit more utility. Um, you don't have yeah. scoring whatever I, I have a strong feeling in the next book we're going to see a destroyer right of war uh, for the legions anyhow uh, i think we're going to the dark angels so. yeah cool uh next up i think he, you've got tarantula sentry guns right now this the there's not really much to go into with these um the 35 points you can take one to three of them they are immobile artillery but where they really shine is the fact that they can be up forward. They can have, they have, uh, their deployment is different and they can be, uh, an advanced, um, gun battery. This could work really well with a reconnaissance recon, uh, squad or, you know, a zone where talus where you can, you can use it to, uh, narrow up or sure up, uh, hallways and whatnot. Um, I just, I started thinking about different things I could do with them and just having them forward on the battlefield just changes the battle, the, the game altogether. And they are toughness six. So you're not going to be getting, these things aren't going to be getting instant killed period. Mm-hmm. And they're two wounds. They are only bliss skill three. So you're hitting on only fours, but everything they have is twin linked. Yeah. So, so you're going to be fine anyway. I mean, like. A twin link rotary cannons free twin link heavy flamer in a zone mortalis game was just sick. Uh, they're 35 points base. Twin link glass cannons are 10 more points. So for 40 for uh, 40 points. So for 120 points, you can have three twin link glass cannons hitting on fours. Like that's not bad. That's 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 still three twin no, link glass it, cannons. And it has shrouded until the first time it fires weapons. Yes. So, so it's hidden. I mean, that and yeah, if you put that in some ruins, mm-hmm. now, now they have to decide: do they want to try to get through your toughness six two plus save, mm-hmm. <laughs> or do they want to deal with something else? Yeah, and I mean, granted, they're forty-five points for a deployable twin link glass cannon. That's pretty good. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I I think I think they also sh- would shine in. Again, Zor Mortalis games. Um, throw some heavy flamers and you know block off a, a hallway or a corridor with that. Like, okay, great. You're gonna flame. You're gonna you're gonna assault it. Well, it's gonna flame you. It's still toughness six, two wounds. Yeah, have fun. You could use it. You could use it very much, um, especially like say for your world eaters, where you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to control the charge. Mm-hmm. You can use that gun to kind of funnel them where you want to go. They either have to decide if they want to deal with it mm-hmm. uh, or if you're going to push them out into a different direction. If you have, if you, you could like, you could set three of them up in one particular hallway if you don't want them coming down that way. And then they're going to, yeah. they're, they're more than likely going to try to just move around it. Yeah. 
rather than be like, okay, I'm not going to waste a turn or well, yeah. like really getting three twin linked heavy flamers with shred. Well, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely helps you dictate the battle. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think this is a good strategic piece. Yeah. Uh, and it's cheap. Like if you ever find yourself with like, oh man, I, I have like 45 or 70 points uh, oh. left to fill this up. Like you mm -hmm. can either just put some upgrades on some units, which don't I find don't always pay out. Or yeah. I think you could throw a couple of these in there, and I, I think I think this this might be the way to go. Yeah, I mean, and again, something that you don't I've I have never seen anyone use them ever. I have, oh, really? but not thirty k. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, Randolph uh, used to play Death Watch, mm -hmm. and um, I think it was in seventh edition, and I was filling in for somebody for a game. Um, and he the death watcher like they're they're a little restricted yeah uh, a lot of stuff where they were i don't know if they still are um but there was a lot of stuff they couldn't get and so he actually used to use sentry guns to again kind of dictate where i had to move or what i had mm. to do yeah uh, and i mean if you're dealing with the sentry guns which again they're not super easy to deal with but if you're focusing on dealing with the sentry guns, it gives his guys free range to move around and get into position. Yeah. Uh, and for a highly specialized army like that, it, it works, it works in his favor. So I could see the same thing working 30 mm. K sure. um, and probably even more effective since, oh, uh, sure. since uh, you know, you, the armies are probably more effective in this than the death watch ever was. I think um, so. I do. I do agree. I think I, I, again, Something I've never seen played in 30k, something that I, you know, once I started reading up and I was like, okay, well, these have, they definitely have their place and they're cheap and they can help you dictate the battle. They can help you funnel things to where you want. Um, I mean, I'm, are they the most perfect thing out there? No. Are there things that might be better at shooting? Probably. But it's still something that's not going to be well well known by your opponent, and it's something they are still going to have to deal with. And at toughness yep. six, two wounds, it's not going down easily. Like you're no. going to have to put something something heavy into it to get rid of it. Like a last can is not going not to pop it. Either for the yeah. model, they're like forty five bucks. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah. So so if you're looking that's for something to fill in a few points, you got. You know, eighty points. You're just not a hundred percent sure what you want to fill in. Yeah, yeah. I perfect. think these. I think these can really shine in Centurion as well. Oh yeah. Uh, it, both with heavy bolters and, uh, or yeah, both with uh, heavy bolters. Um, mm -hmm. Or and flamers. Yeah, and and the flamers, um, and the flamers as well, and even the last cannon, right? I mean. Every once in a while, you're going to get that guy that shows up to a Centurion game of the Leviathan. You're like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> One lucky Laz Cannon shot uh, from this bad boy, and you've got you've got a 45-point model putting his 300 and some into the ground. Exactly. And now all of a sudden, he's he's going to – either he's going to see that as a threat right away, and he's going to have to go deal with it, which is going to give you, again, time to move around, mm -hmm. set yourself up in a better position. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think these are a real unsung hero from a strategic strategic value. I do. Um, I agree with you. You these are like pawns on a chessboard. Like mm -hmm. you, you think that they're useless, and you know all of a sudden you get a pawn to the back line, and you got another queen. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. This, well, something, this is huge. Something this is else. Something else that I find is a pawn in 
in the chess game is the Death Storm drop pod. Interesting. Now, again, I have never seen anyone use this. Now, and again, if you're using a, you're playing a uh, drop drop pod assault uh, list, these are definitely going to help you. But the thing is, imagine this: you drop in a Death Storm drop pod into your opponent, the middle of your opponent's deployment zone. And yeah. it starts spewing out missiles, frag and crack. Doesn't matter your choice. You get to choose heavy three in three different directions. So it's getting nine missile shots. Now, if you deploy it properly, you could be firing effectively in every direction. Now, the first turn it drops in, it will shoot at any unit, including your own. So you, you're going to want to keep it away from yourself. Yeah, but D3 full shooting attacks. Yeah. I mean, it's only ballistic skill two um, before it goes back up to ballistic skill four. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you like, if you if you roll a three on that D three, mm-hmm. the crack launcher forty eight inches, strength mm-hmm. eight, AP three, heavy three. Yeah, that's a potential like nine shots. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that out of that one unit, that's more than two quad mortars mm-hmm. for less money. Yeah, ninety points. And again, it's something that your opponent is going to have to deal with. That's giving your other units time to maneuver, get into position. It cannot, your opponent can't just ignore this drop pod in the middle of their deployment zone. They can't. Mm -hmm. They'd be stupid to. Because you have the potential to just light your opponent up with this for 90 points. Yeah, yeah. So for 120 points... Because mm-hmm. I, I, so I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with oh, you. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I've never looked at this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> before, right yeah. now. Because if you want to get the Kraken, the Kraken um, launcher, it is a thirty-point upgrade. But it's a separate missile system, so mm-hmm. you're you're not replacing or upgrading and having to choose between the two because mm-hmm. it has independent machine spirits. Deathstorm drop pods may target different enemy units with each of their weapons. Mm-hmm. So if you purchase the Crack launcher. That's mm-hmm. in addition to the frag launcher. So now, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you get D3 full shooting attacks. That's if, if you roll um, using oh, the no, profile no. for the uh, armaments on the drop pods. Attack. So, so no, no, it's the death, the death storm drop pod may replace its frag launcher system with the crack. So you can't, you don't get the fireball. Uh, where does it say may replace? Oh yeah, it does. So what's the second weapon though? The second weapon. Because independent machine spirits may target different enemy oh, units in each each, of each one of those face each one of those facing directions is its own. Oh yeah. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's heavy twelve. <laughs> like well, No, it's only it, it's only got three faces. It's only got three faces. Oh it's only got Where's... three facings. Still nope, I mean, never mind, it's got four. It's got four. Okay, that's heavy. Yeah, th- that's heavy twelve. Way. So that's heavy twelve. That's heavy twelve. Potential D three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're now spitting out. I mean, you know, you're not going to hit everything in, in the same direction, but I mean, at, <laughs> if at D three, that's now nine for each one of those. Yeah. <laughs> like this is disgusting, that, isn't it? That's insane. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even if you're like, if you're that's... trying to get, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, it's just that's wild, right? Yeah. I mean, 
for and we're talking 120 points. 120 points for 30 for a potential 36 strength 8 AP3 shots. Yeah. At plus skill two. At plus skill two. Yeah, but you're still hitting on five. So, I mean, that's still at one third. That's still like, (laughs) on average, you're going to still get 12 hits. Yeah. That's still 12 (laughs) hits. Like, you couldn't ask for that kind of result out of of two quad mortars, which are 120 points. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have Sunder, but. No, but it's still still something you're. (laughs) Your opponent is going to have to deal with it. It's going to become a massive target very quickly. From your once it starts firing, your opponent's going to be like, "I need to get rid of this thing." Yeah, and again, that, like, oh, like in my opinion, for 120 points, this is one of the the most underutilized units ever. Aerial denial. Any successful mm-hmm. morale checks or pinning checks caused by a death storm must be rerolled. So I mean, if if you just even if you just took the regular frag launcher, I mean it's heavy yeah. two points three. It is strength five, so I mean you're still going to be wounding marines on, on a three. But yeah, um, now they're going to have to take a pin and check, and they're going to have to re-roll it. Mm-hmm. Like and I strategic mean, value. Like now you're ninety points, and you could potentially be freezing up units. Yeah, like right away. Yes, yeah. I love it's it. It's something. Uh, it's a, it's something to really think about. It is, oh man. I, I I want I want to see somebody start using this. I yeah. Again, I think this is something that looks bad on paper, but I think when you play it, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it doesn't even look bad on paper. No, it doesn't look bad on paper. That was the but, thing when I when I was doing the research for this. I was like, I re, I was really reading. It I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You, how, like, how do we miss this one? How, <laughs> how how has this been missed for so long? So now. We're going to move on to Melkador tanks. Now, I have a new love for these things, and mine should be arriving from Forge World here soon. I hear there are difficult models put together. No, they're not. That's a lie. Okay. They're easy. They're easy. Like, um, the, uh, the tracks are pretty much all one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's a little finicky to put the main body together, but not not really that much um mm-hmm. i guess if you're someone who uses like accelerant for their glue then it still won't be that difficult but i mean i i built one in a relatively short period of time mm-hmm. um i don't think it's as hard as as whoever told you it's hard youtube uh, like yeah i mean well, well youtube can be quiet then um <laughs> if you build a storm eagle you can build a malkador with your eyes closed <laughs> oh, okay. I've built a few storm eagles, so yeah, yeah. You won't, you won't have an issue with it. Um, yeah, you really won't. It'll be fine. I, I had no issues putting mine together uh, when mm. I got it from Forge World. Um, when I, when I uh, played Solar Auxilia extremely briefly. Mm. <laughs> um, Which yeah, yeah. So... I mean, it is better in the Solar Auxilia than it is in the Legion, but mm-hmm. it, it is. is. Um, so obviously it has been downgraded from a super heavy to a regular tank uh, for the legions. Um, again, it has certain things that really help. One, uh, it can be taken in one to three uh, yeah. squad. Um, it has the traverse mounted battle cannon. It's a battle can. I don't care what anybody says. A battle can is a battle can. It's still freaking awesome. It's still oh, dropping yeah. pie plates. Um, it's still good, yeah. 
It's got a hull mount, hull mounted heavy bolter, which can be upgraded to a Lascan. It's got Sponson heavy bolters as well, which can be upgraded to auto cannons or last cannons. Um, the cost to upgrade it to the auto cannon. Pardon? Well, how much does it cost to upgrade to the auto cannons? Ten points. Ten points per. Ten point. uh, per Sponsons. Sponson heavy mounted. Bolter one of the following options. It just says one of the following options, so I'm assuming ten points upgrades both of them. Okay. Heavy yeah, flamers I, are free. Last cannons are. Off, I would say it's worth it. You know, and uh, you, on the front, on the hull mounted, you can get rid of the heavy bolter and you can put a demolisher cannon on there. So now you're dropping two types of pie plates. No. Um, not quite. So not since it lost super heavy. Oh yes, you're because right. The demolisher cannon is ordnance. So the yeah. second you do that, the battle cannon becomes yeah, useless. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I see it get used so infrequently. I don't think it needed a change. I think it should just stay as super heavy. So I mean, in like in any Hikadi event, fact, the Melkador is still going to be super heavy. Uh, the point cost is for it. Like you know what I mean. The the only Melkador that I've ever seen anyone gripe about myself included is the infernus yeah um that's the only time it's it's not good i mean like if you it, it is six hole points but i mean that's nothing that like as squad of vets with meltos combi yeah, can't can't take with. care of. yeah i mean like I th it's only like 12 on the side i think isn't it 13 side, 12 rear. 13 on the side. Okay, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't remember if it was 13 or 12. So, I mean, 13, like, uh, can the Marine one take Armored Saron? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, you're going to want to, if you're going to pay the points for it, you're going to want to take Armored Saramite, but even still. You can also like, take a Flare Shield. Yeah, you're glancing on fives if you're shooting it in the side. If you're shooting mm -hmm. it in the ass, you're, glanc you're glancing on fours, you're pending on fives. Um, yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll lose the armor band maybe, but or you know it's and then then it becomes, I mean when when you take super heavy away from it, you also remove the liability of the tank yeah. because a super heavy has a certain kind of explosion. Yeah. When when you destroy it, right? And yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's as long as it's destroyed, it explodes. Yes. Yeah. It depends so, on mean, how big that. that... You roll on a yeah. chart, and that determines how yeah, big the explosion that is, right? how big it is. But, I mean, you know, so now all of a sudden, like, I, I think it needs to keep it. I, I think I think it has enough drawbacks for being a super heavy that mm. you're going to have to – you're either going to have to space the, the rest of your army out away from it, and that's going to reduce its mobility and its usefulness. Mm. Or you're going to have to risk keeping your stuff close uh, and potentially losing it to an explosion. So – I, I think that was something that was overlooked. I think it should just keep it. It kept it in all the other armies, so why would you yeah. keep it in, in the Astartes one? I think it's one that we can just ignore. Um, but Well, I mean, if I'm using it... To me, to tell you the truth, I don't care either way. Um, I it's a, It gets really point-heavy when you start adding, like, the Demolisher Cannon, the Sponsons, the Flare Shield, the Ceramite Armor, Dozer Blade, Auxiliary Drive. That stuff starts adding up, and these things get very expensive very quickly. So I had mm -hmm. never intended to put a demolisher cannon on. So for me, it doesn't really matter. But I do see your point. 100%. I see your point. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm more mean, like you've got so many weapon systems on there. Unless you have fast or super heavy, mm -hmm. then you're pretty much 
you're paying all these points for stuff that you're not really going to get to use. And mm. and now it can be one popped. You can just lose those six whole points. Yeah. Um, well, it does have its battle speed, which we talked discussed last episode, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. It does have battle speed, I guess. But I don't know. To me, I think it should just stay super heavy, especially where it's staying super heavy in the other factions. Well, unfortunately, we don't get to write the rules. Well, I can write the I rules hear- from <laughs> yeah i agree no i hear you i do hear you on that one so uh, but uh, like melkador tanks we, we discussed them quite a bit um last episode yeah they're a great tank they have their place they're thematic they can be very thematic i'm using mine based on information from betrayer um that's one of the reasons why i went with them i i think they could just be a fun hard-hitting tank they may not be you know, it may not be a Vanquisher cannon or a Demolisher cannon, but I mean, it's still a battle cannon. It's still a, and you could drop the, uh, the battle cannon and just put something else there and use the hull mounted, uh, the hull mounted Demolisher cannon. Yeah, that's true. And then now you've got, now you've got a battle speed. You can use battle speed with the Demolisher cannon. So then you're getting to move. Uh, in the you get to use your you get to do your flat out move in, and then fire your battle cannon, or you can fire your battle cannon then use your flat out speed. Yeah, you can swap it for a twin linked last cannon for free. So I mean, if you wanted the siege cannon on it, I'd say that's the way to go. Yeah, you can go with uh, the annihilator version of it, right? Last cannons yeah. everywhere, just last cannons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one would be in the Lord of War section if you did it that way. Um, it might be, but. Yeah, because you only have the Legion Alcador tank, and you can only exchange the Traverse mounted battle cannon for a twin link to last cannon. You could just change it all to last cannons if you wanted, I guess. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Change, yeah, I, I saying. to last yeah, cannons. I was looking for a separate entry. Yeah. Um, no, no. So yeah, you got you got you got your you got your your you can replace the uh, battle cannon with twin link last cannons. You can have a hull mounted last cannon. You can have Sponson last cannons. Just last cannons everywhere. This thing's shooting lasers in every direction, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so again, yeah, I, I think it's good. It, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out in my world eaters, uh, in larger games, uh, in twenty, twenty five hundred point to three thousand point games. We'll see how it yeah. goes. I'm looking yeah. forward to them. I think it's going to be fun. I'm running two of them, and we'll see. I'm looking we'll forward to blowing it. them up. Oh well, I'm looking forward <laughs> to blowing you up with them. So. This is the next one. The last thing on our list is something we've discussed. Something uh, a, a tank that I'm passionate about. The Predator tank. I, it's iconic. I mean, it, oh, if you're gonna take a tank and you're only gonna take one tank, I think I think you gotta have a Predator Strike Squadron. I agree. <laughs> like, if you're if you're a classic guy. If you're someone who loves the old the old game, you mm. love Rogue Trader, if you love second, third edition. Yeah. The Predator, Predator tank, tank, it's it's a workhorse. Um mm. it can take one of those flamestorm cannons on it. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that the dreadnought can. Yep. Uh, it can. Again, only fifteen points. It can, take, it can take that melta, uh that large melta. The Magnum Melta cannon. The Magnum yep. Melta. It can yeah. take the plasma executioner, which is yeah. deadly. The mega like, melt cannon, though, you're not going to get to take it in Mars pattern if you're a fan of the Mars pattern. No, um, 
unless you convert it up. I, I was looking at the the Melta Lance thing mm. um, from the Knight, and I don't know if it's the right size. It might be too big, but that, that you might be able to convert one out of that. I know I'm sure Maybe. there's lots of those kicking around bit sites or just in your neighborhood. Yeah, because um, I, I like I like the Mars pattern uh, for my Blood Angels. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Although we'll see, because the rhinos I have kicking around are not Mars. Oh well. But... <laughs> either way, either way, they you can take a conversion beamer on it. Uh, you cannot take the twin link glass can, so you can't take. Uh, interesting. Yeah, but that, in my opinion, I mean the predator, the cat, the the predator cannon is better than an auto cannon, being that it's four shots. It's heavy four, not heavy two. And yeah, it's the, strength seven eight to three, right? The way I yeah, the way I usually uh deck my predators out is Sponson Las Cannons Predator Cannon. It's a hundred Yeah. Yes, it's 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 hundred and fifteen points for that model. So you can get two of them for the price uh, a little more than a Sakaran. Regular Sakaran. Yeah, you're not fast, but your front armor's the same. Yeah, you got more hull points. Uh -huh. You got more shots. Uh -huh. Especially, you know what? I think I think where this really shines, uh, I think it's really going to come into its own now. Um, even just with the regular Predator cannon on it. Mm -hmm. uh, now that we're seeing like demons come into the mix, I think mm -hmm. that's where people, where a lot of people struggle against demons is they just don't have the number of high strength shots because mm -hmm. the demon armor save isn't that great. You know, it's it's only like it's, on right. average. It's four yeah right so i mean your predator cannons ignoring that if you mm -hmm. take three of them that's that's 12 shots at strength seven ap4 mm -hmm. uh and at strength seven you're going to be wounding those demons on fours on their first turn yeah uh, I, I think things like this predator strike squadron uh i mean they're cheap they're 75 points a model mm -hmm. right and then you can sit back 48 inches and shoot them as they come out of the portal yeah, exactly. right. you can you can really soften them up, and I think I think things like that, and like the Sakaran Punisher, like I know the Sakaran gets used a lot, but the Punisher mm -hmm. I think gets way underused, um, and that that one with the big Volkite things on it. Yes, I think both well, of them are really going to come into the now. Uh, isn't the plasma. No, no, the one you're the one you're thinking oh, of it's, it's plasma. Yeah, on you're right it is plasma but um things like that still i mean you know it's it's people people don't take them very often but i think with things like custodies coming into the mix where you mm -hmm. need high you need high volumes of fire you just got to put wounds on them you gotta yeah. them force them to make roll make them safe yeah. right exactly and it, it, i think it's the same thing with the demons as well right you got to put them out force them to make saves and and i think i think that's where where things like this really can come in and shine, mm -hmm. right? And yes, it's not super effective at taking out a vehicle, but it's still not bad. Well, and strength seven, you can get into the side of most vehicles with it. Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're, you're not greater with it. Your your lighter your lighter uh, armored stuff, rhinos, javelins, land speeders, they're vulnerable to a predator. Um, granted, again, like you said, you're not you may not be able to take out a Spartan. But I don't think that's what its role would be in uh, force. I think I would definitely use it to focus on troops, light infantry, uh, light, light vehicles. vehicles yeah. um, I think it, 
for its price, it, it's going to, it's going to be a definite threat to Sakarans. Uh, again, Spartans, they're even, different breed. even, um, dreadnoughts and contemptors. Yep. Yep. They're only yeah. armored on the front. So you're glancing them on fives. Yep. Again, all you gotta do is just put shots on them. Yeah. Get, make right. them force them to, to, to make rolls is yeah. the, one of the best things you can do. And, and, so many people have it's like the predator's just been forgotten when the Sakaran came out. And don't get me wrong, the Sakaran's a beautiful model, but the Predator's still it's still like there's a reason why it's still around in the forty thousand in the forty K universe. Well, I yeah. mean, I don't know how much it is now. And the Sakaran okay. isn't, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's a relic Sakaran. It's e- and, and it's smaller too. So especially in your games of City Fight and stuff, you're gonna be getting better cover saves for it. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's a maneuverable piece. And it's cheap, and, yeah. and that's that's why that's why I'm making I'm all in on that Blood Angels list that we yeah. talked about last episode, yeah. and I'm going Predator Strike Squadrons, oh. uh, and then I'm just backing them up with Rhinos, one Land Raider, mm-hmm. like, and then Sanguinius and uh, two Jump Units. Yeah, uh, it it's gonna it's gonna play like old school Blood Angels. It's gonna mm-hmm. look like old school Blood Angels. Yeah, it's it's going to be something that people aren't used to playing against, right? When you, when you rock up to a table and you're playing blood angels, you're expecting day of revelation. Exactly. Now I've got fast predators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like demons. And like, now I can just keep backing up from you and shooting at you. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to lose, I'm not going to lose my ballistic skill. Right. I can throw exactly. two heavy blisters on the side spots. And, uh, and now I'll, it's only another 20 points, but those are 95 point models. Mm-hmm. And now I'm backing up, and uh and i'm pumping out um you know heavy four and then two i'm that's 10 shots yeah you're you're pumping out 10 shots three of them you're pumping out 30 shots at strength five or higher yeah Yeah, exactly if i've got four of them then that's 40 shots at strength five or higher that's going to help in demons out right Mm -hmm. Uh, and then when and then when i need to i can get into close combat with them finish them up Uh, unless i'm playing against using the corner rules which are broken in which case i'm just gonna have to keep shooting <laughs> yeah Don't... but that's what fear that's what fury of the legions for exactly fury of the legions can do a number on on uh on demons especially if you have a full squad of tactical marines i love fury of the legion it's one of my favorite things to do it um especially people usually forget about it uh i've had the i've had the luxury of playing against a couple guys who didn't know what fury of the legion was oh, uh, one, one was a custodes player and he had like two or three custodies left <laughs> like yeah i'm gonna fury the legion of you with these two he's like what's that he's like what's that i'm like well let me tell you because you're within rapid fire range you're about <laughs> to get owned you're ready for 80 bolter shots <laughs> <laughs> what like i was like you statistically can't survive <laughs> uh, and he didn't but <laughs> well, uh dear. It, yeah it's it's uh it's a luxury i don't think many of us get but no. uh Right on. So, and any other of these underutilized units that you've got uh, ready to go right now? Uh, well, no. 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 All right. Well, if anyone else has any that they think, yeah, like, uh, like I would love, I would love, I would, I, I mean, Lords of War are going to be a separate thing, and I mean, feel yeah, free to. If if you if if you guys have a, a a unit that you think is underutilized or isn't quote unquote point effective. Let us know. Drop a comment. Let us know, and we'll. I'll definitely would love to look into it. We can definitely revisit yeah, this again down the road. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like there's there's a ton of units in here. And I know for sure there's there's definitely more units in there that I, I haven't seen. Um, so, I mean, if there's a unit that you love and you haven't seen it uh, and, and you want to you want to see it workshopped, mm. um, drop us a line. Let us know what it is uh, on Instagram at uh, Death and Betrayal 30K. Yep. Uh, Facebook at DAV Podcast. Uh, or email us deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd be happy to go through that. Let us know. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, well, we can chat about it later, but I, I really like this discussion. I think maybe, maybe we can just jump right into the, the Lord of War one for next week or the Legion specific one. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, we'll I'm up for it. Up. So, uh, don't forget, don't forget that we have a contest going up on our Instagram. So, uh, we have, uh, we're trying to get 200 followers. We're uh, about 148 followers right now. Yeah, we're right around 150, somewhere there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, follow us, like the post, tag a friend, you know, drop an episode idea that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. And if you want an extra entry, uh, look, find us on YouTube. Subscribe yeah. to us on YouTube for an extra entry at Death and Betrayal, or well, Death and Betrayal podcast. Um, yeah. There, you, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Google. You can find Google us on Play Apple. and Apple Podcasts. We're not on Spotify uh, just yet because I'm dragging my feet on it. But uh, well, we'll get on there. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. I think I think the majority of our listeners, uh, actually, I think the majority of them might be on Podbean. Um, we're we're at we're at about 41 downloads already, uh, with only two episodes out. So I I think that's huge. We're we're, we're getting I, a lot of traction on YouTube too. We uh, we're sitting around yeah. 80 views. I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, if that's not bad. No, that's between the two episodes, I haven't been managing the YouTube, but uh, uh, that's 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 where I'm sh- taking. <laughs> yeah. That's where I shine. But I've been I've been following. I think between the two episodes, I think we're sitting around anywhere between eighty and ninety views. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. I think that's yeah. real good for, for. I mean, this is only episode three, right? Yeah. Uh, Rome Rome wasn't built in a day. Nope, and neither was this podcast. So you know, we're, no, we're home. This is a long time in the making. Yes, it is. But we, I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast doing this, and I'm loving the topics we're talking about. I know a lot yeah. of the people who've been listening have been enjoying the topics as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so right on, guys. Um, again, we'd love to hear from you. Death and Betrayal mm-hmm. at gmail dot com. Follow us on Instagram at da uh, at Death and Betrayal thirty k and mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook at dav podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, keep those Geller fields up. Check it. Take care, guys. Fucking thing sucks. We'll do it live.